Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. Later you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. TV reality has become the fad of our day for a long time. I don't watch those, but it's become the fad and sometimes we need the Word of God to disturb us because it is a hammer, it's a sword, it is a fire. We've got to do something about it. We are not spectators as a child of God. We cannot just sit and watch. We're not being entertained. We are not onlookers, but we are participants. This is not a spectator sport. Ernest Hemingway said years ago, we're suffering from a flood of actors who can't act, writers who can't write, singers that can't sing, and all of them are making millions of dollars a year. But are we suffering from Christians who are not Christ-like? Are we suffering from Churches that are not fulfilling the Great Commission. When a church goes into drama and they're just worried about, oh, how we're going to do that, watch out. They're acting the truth as though it were fiction. When you're not on fire for God, you don't need to act it. It's real. You don't need to just put on a show. We don't need Jesus talk. We don't need to just have some holy grin. We want a joy that is deep within. It's a Jesus walk. The end doesn't always justify the means. You know, I've heard so many say, well, the end justifies the means of the Gospels going out, but that's not necessarily true. That means determines the end. If you're using unworthy means, you've spoiled the objective. You've spoiled the objective. Can't start having bingo just to bring people into the church. Say, well, the end justifies the means. I see it all over. But you see, we've got to recognize that an unworthy means spoils the end. When we realize the gospel is serious business, it's not entertainment. To face the word of truth, the truth of the word of God is like looking into a mirror. And we recognize and it shows us who we are. And we see ourselves to face the truth. The Word has to change our lives. Otherwise, James says we're deceived. Otherwise, if it hasn't changed us... You know, Jesus said a lot about doing. Doing what I've said. Now, salvation is free. Salvation is a free gift. Some people want to say, well, James didn't know what he was talking about because salvation is free. There's nothing you can do to earn it or deserve it. And that's absolutely true. But that's not what James is saying here. He's saying that after you have come to that place where you know Christ, then He's called us to do something. There was a woman that came came to Jesus. And I think she was really wanting to kind of lift up Jesus and just kind of excited about hearing the things. And she said, blessed is the womb that bore you. Jesus turned around and said, No, blessed is he who does the will of God. You see, it's the doer. And I can give you so many scriptures. Jesus did in John chapter 5, 19, Jesus did what the Father asked Him. He was obedient. He is our example. In Galatians 3, 10, Paul tells that church in Galatia to be busy about the work. What about the Great Commission? Matthew 28 and Mark 16. If you haven't learned, if you haven't learned it, how are you going to know how to do it? 
I'm so excited. My, some of my grandchildren are taking swimming lessons. But you know what? When you take swimming lessons, you don't sit on the dry ground, do you? You cannot learn to swim on dry ground. You've got to get into the water. You have to do it. It's like teaching children. You've got to just plunge in. When I was a young man, I taught swimming lessons and did lifeguard and all that. And I learned one thing, that water's going to be cold. You might as well just get in and do it and get it over with and get going. Get to doing it. You've got to plunge in. You've got to make a commitment. And that's the way it is in our Christian life. You've got to just get in there and do it. We have preachers today who can't preach because their teacher isn't a preacher. He's learned communications. He's not preaching. I had old brother I.K. Cross who pastored for years, who taught us homiletics. And oh, what a, he was a longtime preacher and pastor and writer. And he used to tell his boys, put some spizzerinctum into it. Preach it like you mean it. And you know what? He used to say, you better get into the Word of God and you better understand it and mean it. Put some spizzerinctum. It was brother Pat Christian, my old pastor. Just went to be with the Lord recently. He is a young preacher, took me out, said, you've got to learn how to visit. You've got to learn how to lead people to the Lord. You know how he did it? He took me with him. He showed me how he did it. That's the way it is in our Christian life. Child of God, maybe you need to see a young believer and you need to bring them alongside and you need to take them and you need to show them. I can remember as a kid trying to do some carpentry work and I bent lots of nails hammering and I've seen good carpenters that boy two smack and they put a 16 penny nail right in that. Nowadays I've got nail guns. No longer two smacks. But you've got to learn because sometimes you're going to bend a lot of nails. The Christian life is a doing life. You cannot sit back and expect the pastor to make the church grow. You cannot sit back and expect something to happen. There is a good rule that we could live our lives by. Pick up your Bible. Begin to read it. And when there comes a command in the Scripture, go do it. If you read it, come to something Jesus said, then go do it. Come to some command in the Scripture, then go do it. It says, pray without ceasing, go do it. Real revival... It's not what we know intellectually, but it's only going to be when we have obeyed volitionally. Then you'll be happy emotionally. Then you'll be happy. That's what he's saying. Don't be a deceiver, but be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Real revival comes when we know and we do the will of God. When we're wrapped up in the doing. And then throughout the pages of God's Word, you're going to find that as a very great truth. It means, child of God, we put our feet to the carpet. We go to work. We're going to do something. You know what? There was an old man that came to the prophet Elisha. His name was Nahum. What a contrast here. Contrast. Here's Nahum. A man of a general of great wealth and he brings a huge entourage and he goes to see the prophet Elisha. And Elisha didn't even come out to meet him. He said, go dip in the Jordan River seven times. I remember old brother Canavan preached seven ducks in a muddy pond. But it was a message about doing and obeying and hearing the word of God. I still remember that sermon. Elisha could have healed him. Elisha could have just taken care of it, but it was the obedience that came and brought about the healing of Nahum. 
healing him of his leprosy. He had to go and do what the man of God told him to do. He had to go dip seven times in the Jordan. And of course, Nahum says, well, we've got better rivers up all around. We've got so many other better rivers in Damascus and wherever. And I remember Jesus meeting a blind man. And he reaches down and he makes a little clay. And he puts it on the man's eyes. Now Jesus had healed blind men before. He could have just spoken and it would have been done. He bent down and made the clay and he told the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. I could just picture the man feeling his way down to the pool and he obeyed. What would have happened had he just left the mud on his eyes? He would have been even blinder than before, wouldn't he? If he had just said, well, I, I know this is what the Master has done, so therefore that must be enough. He obeyed and he went and he washed and his sight was restored. We can go through over and over and over. I can give you hundreds of examples from the pages of God's Word. You have to do the next thing. Every truth is two-sided. Every truth has something. The Word of God is two-sided. We see Jesus as the Son of God and the Son of Man. We see that God is sovereign, God is in control, but man is still responsible for his action. Man is still going to have to give an account. We see the peace and the sword. We can separate from the world and be apart from the world, and yet we're told to go into all of the world. You see, every scripture is two-sided. We can just close out with this. I want us just to think about what is it that we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Don't be like that man who's just blind. That man who just thinks that he, he ought to just go along with all that. Maybe we need to be like Nahum. And we think, well, why should we do it like that? But that's because God has said to do it that way. And we're not going to outthink God. Those creators of the Titanic said it was unsinkable, and God showed them. You're either saved or you're lost. Child of God, you're on God's side. Are you busy working? Are you busy applying and being a doer of the Word? Being a doer of the work? It means action today. Now, we're living under COVID-19 rules. But we can still go. We still influence people. We still impact people. We can still meet somebody. We can still text somebody. We can still call somebody. We can still reach out. There's something. And just think about it. A card or something that you can reach out and touch that person who is lost and going to a devil's hell. They need Jesus today. They need to know Him as Lord and Savior. This world is headlong into perdition. This world is lost. It's going, it's going straight to the devil's hell. And they need Jesus Christ. And they're not going to hear unless you tell them. Unless I tell them. They need us to be doers of the word. Not hearers. Christianity is not a spectator sport. If you don't remember anything else, you'll go away and you'll say, Oh, that preacher said, it's not a spectator sport. It's something I've got to do. Will you do it today? Otherwise, the scripture says you are deceiving yourself. If you just hear the words and you do not do them, you walk out these doors, you walk out from where you are, and you do not do them, you're deceiving yourself. Not my words, that's the scripture. You know to do good, 
and do it not to him that is sin. Don't be like that man who looks in the mirror and then turns away, forgets what the Bible has just shown him, exposed the deepest part of his life, and he walks away and says, I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't really want to see that. I don't really want to have to meet that need. If you're trusting God, He can do what you cannot do. He wants to do what only He can do in your life. If you just rely on Him, take that step of faith. If you're listening today, you're watching today, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is the only way to be saved, eternally saved. Will you just trust Him today? Will you call out and ask Him to save you by the precious blood of the Lamb? That's the only way to salvation. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.